You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcasts. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows TRIO programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former TRIO staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with TRIO. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Emilia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. I am your host, Juan Rivas. In today's episode, we have Janay Moran, a student at Colorado State University and participant of the Trio Student Support Services Program under the Academic Advancement Center. Yane is on the podcast to talk about her college journey, her experiences with TRIO, and what the future holds for her. So coming up in just a bit, Yane Moran. It was a blast having to have uh, Yane on the podcast. It was uh, definitely a, a great experience and having her talk about her story, her college journey, and uh, going through the school system and now looking at uh, graduation. Uh, so uh, it was an honor to have her on the podcast. We really, I really can't wait until you hear her story. Uh, and uh, Yane is just one of those students that, again, you you know that they're off to a great start and looking at uh, their career path uh, with great anticipation. Remember, you too can be on the podcast. Send us a message at Let's Talk Trio, all one word, L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. Or you can instant message us at Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario Riley, and Student Access, for sponsoring today's podcast. Thank you all so much. You too can be a sponsor. Head on over to Patreon. Sign up to be a monthly patron for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting the podcast. Again, a great episode with Yane Moran. Uh, again, trio student, a, a great example, and again, a trailblazer in her own right. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Four, three, two, one. Hi, Trio Nation. My guest on the Let's Talk Trio podcast is a friend of the podcast and previously appeared in last year's broadcast for Trio Day 2020 in Denver. She's a communication and business major at Colorado State University and a participant of the Academic Advancement Center at a a TRIO program at CSU. Um, We want to welcome back to the podcast, Janie Moran. Janie, welcome back to the Let's Talk TRIO podcast. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here and, and I'm excited to get this started. Awesome. We're so glad to have you back. I think last year we were having that uh, brief discussion with you about what TRIO means to you and all those discussions. So we're going to refer the audience back to that episode from last year if they get a chance to hear Janie's story. But uh, this podcast is really going to be about you. We're going to get to know more about you and your endeavors and the things that you're doing at CSU. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. So how are you doing? It's been a good while since we've last seen you. How have you been since we last saw you in, in the podcast? It's been it's been a while. It's been about a year now. So yeah, I'm doing really good. Um, getting used to everything that's online, but it's been a blessing, but also it's been very, sometimes very difficult too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely agree and attest to that, right? This, this year, 2020 has been... Uh, it, it had its up and downs and now we're in 2021 uh, with new experiences. Uh, can you talk to us about your experience with this pandemic? Uh, did you pick up any skills or learn something about yourself during this time? Yes, um, during this time, I mean, COVID started like in March, the COVID shutdown. Yeah. And so it was kind of just, it was very shocking to me when I first heard that like everything was going to close. And so for me, it was a moment to really reflect on myself. Um, so I took the time off. Um, I took some time and I went off of social media completely. So everything was shut down. Work was closed. So I just, I was like, all right, this is, this is the perfect moment to reflect yeah. on myself. So I shut down my social medias and then I completely just had the opportunity to reflect on myself. Mm -hmm. um, and during this time, I actually, I always wanted to start a business. Uh -huh. And so during the pandemic, I mean, I always said that I didn't have enough time to do it, mm -hmm. but this time there was no excuse. So I actually, um, I was able to start a business to an e-commerce business and I was able to launch during, during this time. So it was, it was a really, really good. Um, I mean, yeah, the pandemic really helped me reflect on myself as well as with the time. That's amazing. So an e-commerce business, which we'll get to later into the podcast, but that's a, that's yeah. exciting. You're you're a full fledged business person going out there and and doing the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. It's it's very new, but I mean, it comes with challenges. But it's, I mean, I we got to embrace it. Absolutely. As I understand it, you're graduating this semester. Is that is that right? Yes, I'll be graduating in May of this year. How uh, exciting! Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm I'm ready to take on new challenges. I feel like I've been in school for too long. So I'm I'm ready for that. I'm I'm prepared. Awesome. That's great to hear. And tell us about the the emotions and the feelings that go around that you're with the realization that you're graduating this semester. Uh, how are you feeling and how how are you how's your family taking in and how yeah, how are you feeling about all that? So, I know it's it's going to be a big change. I mean, I've been in school for so long that um, yeah it's just my my parents they're they're very excited they're very proud I am first generation so it'll be a definitely something something to look forward to but I'm preparing and college has also helped me prepare for for the time after I graduate which I mean it's, it's a lot of emotions I know I'll miss it but that it's it's totally going to be worth it right right so 2020 was quite a year, as we were talking about earlier. Uh, we had the pandemic. There was a, a lot of political stuff going on, social and even personally, right, that we've all experienced uh, our own form of growth. Tell us about your 2020 and how you experienced it. 
Yeah. So since the world shut down, um, I mean, everybody was just trying to find new activities, new skills and picking that up on their own. And there was a lot of things with social media that I saw um, during this time, but I just decided to like, since everything was shut down, there was nothing really to see because everybody was stuck at home. So I just turned off those social media. And I mean, I started doing personal development and self-development books, um, started getting in good shape. And then that's when I started my online business. So um, that's, that's been the best part about 2020 for me, um, mm -hmm. just being able to, to work on myself. And I always said that I didn't have the time to do it because I was always, I mean, working full time and then going to school full time. So it was really hard to like try to find some time to do it. Because when I did have some time to, to actually start, I just want to sleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's it's been it's been a good year yeah. for me. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think a lot of people I, I'm a, I'm amazed by your ability to just shut off social media and say, I'm going to cut that off and, and do something else and find my creative energy to do something else. Because I think there was an uptick in social media use during the pandemic versus any other time, right? Yeah, I think so, too. And I think I mean, I would look at my screen time and it was like so many hours a day and I could be doing something much more productive than that. And I mean, since we weren't allowed to go out um, with friends or anything, I just kind of distanced myself from my friends as well. And just quiet. All right. So uh, my next question to you then is talk to us a little bit about your life growing up. Were you always academically inclined or did you have a variety of aspirations as you were going through school? So growing up, um, I didn't speak any English, so I actually had to learn English in school, um, but I was very blessed to have a bilingual kindergarten teacher, and she helped me get through the way, so I learned English pretty fast, um, but for me, school was always an option. Um, I never thought of not going to school just because my parents didn't go to school. I mean, being first generation, I, I have that in my head that like, okay, since your parents didn't have this opportunity, you have to go out there and, and set the example. I'm the oldest of two siblings as well. So I want to be example about, I want to be a good example for them too. Because uh, I know that, I mean, if, if there's an opportunity for us, then we should pursue higher education if, if it will help you and your Absolutely. goals. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. I'm going to say something controversial uh, that I've not said in the podcast, but I'm sure it's going to be taken uh, well. I think the oldest ones in the family are always the trailblazers. We we set the example and we set the standard, right? We set the standard. Yeah, my sister says she she kind of feels bad because she says I I set the example too high. So uh. <laughs> I set the bar too high, so she's a little worried. But I'm like, no, it, it'll be easy. <laughs> Right, the expectation for the sibling is like, hey, I've I got the thing set. All you have to do is just surpass the bar. That's it's that's it, right? Yeah, pass the bar, and then I mean, I'll help along the way. So it'll exactly. be exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, with that, uh, knowing that you have siblings that have looked up to you and um, that have uh, certainly followed your path, uh, what do they say now about uh, you, their sister? already about to graduate what did they say about that what's the reaction they're my little brother he's he's in middle school he's like oh I wish I could be like you you're almost oh. done with school and I'm like oh dude you got a long way to go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's very exciting they're they're very proud because my sister knows 
that it's it's really hard work. Um, I mean, she's a senior in high school. She'll be also be graduating from high school. So we'll be graduating oh, wow. together. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. But she knows the hard work. She's like, how did you even do this? Like, she doesn't, she's struggling. She doesn't know what she wants to go to school for. And I'm like, you'll figure it out. So yeah. yeah, she knows how hard it is. And sometimes her parents, it's very hard for them to understand where you come from, especially being first generation. Um, they're like, oh, you just go to school and that's it. I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> it's, it's much more than that. <laughs> Definitely, right? There's more to it than that. Um, yeah. As part of that, uh, so you were a, a Spanish speaker first, and then you learned uh, English. Uh, how difficult was that? Or was there any difficult, uh, difficulty associated with that? Yeah, it was very difficult. I mean, I remember... I remember this specific moment in elementary school when I was sitting next to another student and I didn't even know the definition of name. Mm. But when I when he was writing his name down, I was sort of just copying as he was going. And then when he finally finished writing his whole name, like I heard other people call him <laughs> by that name that he had written yeah. down. Yeah. So that's when I kind of just started picking up like, okay, name means means your name, what your name is. And so it, it was really hard. I had to had a, some extra help mm. um, be, after school, but it was, I mean, now it's, it's like my first language. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So uh, still sticking on the, uh, the part where, you, where you're growing up, um, middle school and high school, how was that for you? So middle school for me, um, it was very... I mean, it was, we were, I was raised in a way where my dad taught me to be independent, to like always like never be afraid to get your hands dirty, being, um, I want to say competitive too. Like he always mm -hmm. taught me like to do sports and I was always like, I always had to be number one or else I'd get in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, it was always very hard, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. So then middle school came around and you like try to fit in with everybody else and so um all the girls at school like they would always wear so much makeup and like always have to dress pretty mm -hmm. and so I I mean middle school is a time where you just want to fit in and be liked by everybody else yeah. and so for me um I kind of just let go of my my craft and my sports and I just started to try to fit in but I mean mm -hmm. of course that that was that doesn't always go so well um, because then you you kind of yeah. lose yourself in that in, during that time. Um, so that was middle school, and then high school came around, and then um, I kind of just started to like go back to what I liked, and um, I played soccer my senior year, um, but I did go to a small call a uh, small high school too um, in Kersey. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar. But no, I went for the audience, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a very small school um, out in the middle of nowhere, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, the graduating class for the seniors was about uh, 90 to 100 students. Mm -hmm. It's a very small high school. So everybody knows everybody. Um, it was a really small community. But mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it because then you just, I mean, you got along with all the teachers. It was it was a great way to network with everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my senior year, I moved and then I played um soccer and yeah i mean it's been it's been a ride that's awesome so then from transitioning from high school to college uh, was college a different experience for you um because i know it, it differs from person to person 
Um, what did you enjoy most about college? And yeah, how did you enjoy that experience? Yes. Um, so when I graduated high school for me, I, I mean, I, for me, I always knew that I had to go to college because my parents didn't have that opportunity. And so I applied to a small community college, um, Ames Community College in Greeley. I applied there um, and I mean, it's community college, so everybody has an opportunity for to pursue higher education. Right. So I got in um, and I decided to go there just because I didn't have the funds to, to go to a four year. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, there I kind of just developed what I liked, um, started developing my craft and I liked, I really enjoyed public speaking, the class, and it was just really, it felt effortless for me, mm -hmm. but, but then at the same time, I had to push myself, but it was, that's, that's when I found my true calling in, in, in the public speaking area. Um, yeah. And it was all thanks to a, a really good professor that I had there too. So yeah, um, from there I went to, I, I've received the partner partnership award from the TRIO program, mm -hmm. which led me to go into CSU. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a really great opportunity for me because I've had, I mean, I haven't, thankfully I haven't had to pay for college out of pocket, which is, I mean, it's, that's always a great a opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Uh, tell us a little bit about your college journey. And when did you decide that you wanted to go to college? Like, when, when, when did that idea become solidified for you? So it was in high school. Um, when, when I graduated high school, everybody was like applying to four year colleges. And I went back and I was like, well, that's probably not the smartest idea just because I don't want to get into debt. I don't want to have student loans and stuff like that. So I just applied to Ames and I just got in and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take these classes. I'm gonna get everything set up. And for me, I mean, I always question like, the, when I was in high school, I would always question other students like, you're in college, like how, how does it work? Like, what do you do? I heard you have to buy books. Like, wow, that's, that's so crazy. Books are free in high school and we don't even use them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a very different experience, but college has been, it's been great for me. I've, I've made a lot of great connections and I know that these are friendships that will last for a lifetime. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. That's awesome. Um, so now we're really, the audience would really want to know is your TRIO origin story. How did you become involved with TRIO and how did you get into the Academic Advancement Center? How did that happen? Yeah, that's a really great story. So when I first went to Ames, the community college, um, I walked in and I asked for help. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college, but I don't know how to do this. Like, I have no idea what I'm going to study. I have no idea how to sign up for classes. I don't know how to do anything. Mm -hmm. And um, they had, they had like this orientation event. And mm -hmm. so from there, the, I was connected with an advisor from TRIO and I didn't know she was from TRIO, but she definitely took the time to like figure out like who I was, what I wanted to do, like if I had an idea of what I wanted to do. So she definitely took the time. So I was really lucky to connect with her because then she, she told me about the TRIO program and she said, 
um, that usually a regular advisor who has a lot more students wouldn't take the time to actually go through how everything works with the student. And I was like, wow, like, I am really blessed to have you right now because yeah. I had no idea how this works. And now you're helping me and telling me. And so I automatically, I just, I signed up for TRIO right then and there. So it was, that's awesome. It was very, it was a very lucky day for me <laughs> because I came across her on uh, the very first day that I walked into the campus. Awesome. That's so awesome. And, and that's a great trio origin story. So you got connected to trio kind of passively at first and then connected with them fully. And you said, you know what, yeah. this is, this is a very good program. So uh, for being in trio, typically students are looking for uh, either academic or social support. What was it for you? Did you want more of a personal connection or was it academic support? Um, what were you seeking in TRIO? So uh, I'd say both, but more academic support because I didn't know like how to declare a major or how to sign up for classes or, or financial aid. I didn't know how to do anything. And so for me, it was more academic support. But then I realized that what TRIO was, and it was to help like low-income first-generation students. And so from there, I just made a lot of connections with a big social group. Um, so it did provide social support, but I was looking for academic support. Right on. And speaking of networking, how important was it to form those connections that you've made? Can you talk to us about networking and how it impacts that, the college experience? Yeah, I think networking is the most important part of college. I think this is where you make the lifelong professional connections as well as personal connections. I mean, I've had a lot of friends throughout college that I've, I've really connected with. And I know that to this day, I mean, we're gonna be at each other's wedding. And I never <laughs> knew that was true until I actually went to college and I've experienced that. So it's, it's really great to know that you have that. Um, but I think that having connections and building a network makes college easier. It does make it a lot more fun and it makes it makes your college experience better because then those people know people and then you meet their friends um, and so on and so forth. Or whenever there's like a job opportunity, like one of, a, of my advisors, like he always thinks of me and he always tells me like, hey, there's this good opening that might fit your interests. Like, I want you to check it out. And so it's been, yeah, I think networking is the number one thing you should do in college. That's awesome. That's great advice for the audience that are thinking about going to college. A good piece of advice by Janie uh, to make sure you're networking, right? Um, and yeah. talking about experiences and things that you've done at CSU, uh, at Colorado State University, you're a very familiar face because I've seen some of your social media posts and you're a, you're a reporter, right? You're, you're, you, you do something with CSU that has you reporting. Yes, last semester I had the opportunity um, to come on as a weather reporter for CTV, which for those who don't know, it's just a small college um, live TV station that we have at CSU. And so um, this is one of the reasons why I attended CSU because I really wanted to be a part of that. Um, so that was last semester, which was a really great experience. I mean, it was it was very scary, of course, but it was, um, I mean, it gets you out of your comfort zone. So that's that's where the growth is. Absolutely. And yeah, um, this semester I didn't join just because I, I was offered another internship opportunity that will lead me um, to a job opportunity after I graduate. So right um, 
Right Very on. excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to stick a little more on that point of uh, that reporting experience that you have uh, being a, a weather reporter, because that's a very unique experience. And not a lot of colleges have a broadcasting program. Um, how did you get involved? How do, what were some of the things that you had to figure out? And uh, do you have a passion for that for that specific program or broadcasting in general? Yes, I am. I'm very passionate for for public speaking and for live performance. Um, however, I know that the news industry and like um, like weather reporting, just the news in general can be very hard. So for me, I'm very passionate about live TV and I would like to go into the movie industry. Um, but how I got started at CTV, I actually, um, I looked into their program and I just started looking at a lot of emails, um, like email contacts that they had. And I was like, hey, like, how can I get involved here? Like, where are you located? And like, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I was like, and I just asked if I could volunteer. And they said, yes, we're always taking, uh, we always allow students to volunteer. Like there's always an opportunity for everybody. And so I was like, great. And then we scheduled the time to meet. So I went in, I started volunteering and um, I would just go in like maybe once a week, I would say, um, mm -hmm. just started volunteering. And then from there, I was just waiting for something to open. And as soon as something opened, I immediately applied and I auditioned and I, yeah, um, I got the role as a weather reporter. So it was, it was a great opportunity. But That's I'd awesome. say that for anybody who's listening, um, I'd say that like whatever you want to do, just always go all in and start by volunteering. Like if you want to be like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, whoever. Next level. There you go. Yeah. If you want to be next level, like just ask, like whoever they're working with, like ask, can I work for you for free? Because that's the best way to get your foot in the door. Um, I never thought this would actually happen, but yeah, I mean, volunteering is, it's definitely helpful to get your foot into the door and make those connections with those people. Cause then you're the first one to know if there's a, an opportunity that opens. Absolutely. So for you, what is now the plan? You're, you're approaching graduation. You're about three, four months out. Uh, yes. What is the plan after graduation? So right now I'm doing an internship with a, like a finance company in San Diego, actually in California. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing an internship there. Um, it is virtual right now because of, um, because of the pandemic, everything is closed over there. So it's, it's there. They do have a lot of restrictions, but once I graduate, I do plan on moving out there and there, um, I know that there will be an opportunity for me because I've been, I've been working really hard and so I know that there will be an opportunity I'm confident and I'll be like a financial advisor um, and my goal there is to learn to become financially literate and learn that and then be able to teach high school students about how to be financially literate because that this is something that's not taught in schools unfortunately right. and I mean, it's, it's really important. It's really important to learn about financial literacy. Absolutely. I think uh, students get, in this, often students in first generation uh, backgrounds get trapped into this student loan situation where they wish they would have known about certain financial uh, tips ahead of yeah. time. And uh, so it sounds like 
you want to be able to give back in that in that way. Oh yeah, yes, because there's so much I know now that I wish I would have known earlier um, with financing. I mean, even just small things like credit, how mm-hmm. to apply for a house, um, mm-hmm. or like your 401k investments, stuff like that, that, I mean, you don't even know how it works. Yeah. And I'm still learning, um, like, taxes are, are a big one you you get taxed or you don't get taxed or you get your money back yeah. um yeah there's so much there to learn so i i want to be able to learn that and give back in that way awesome well it seems like you're rapidly learning and rapidly picking up a lot of things because you now started a new business venture uh can you tell us about it and what is it all about yes so i actually launched an an e-commerce business so it's all online um so basically what i do is i help other business owners expand their brand through social media whether that's facebook linkedin i mean all the social media platforms instagram so that's what i do i help them grow their business and transform their social media profiles in order to lead them to more sales Mm -hmm. so And we can do that by using organic traffic or social media ads. And then this business does run on autopilot. It is global. So anybody has access to it. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a really great way to generate passive income, which for those who don't know, passive income means that you're making money without actually having to be there or exchanging your time for money. Um, There's this really good quote I heard. Um, it says that if you don't learn how to make money while you're, you're asleep, you'll end up working your entire life. And so for me, my biggest goal is to be able to retire young and also retire my parents. And That's so awesome. I know that, I mean, this is, this is the beginning of something big, but we're, we're going to get somewhere. Absolutely. I think uh, you're already building that momentum for yourself and for your family to get to that point where uh, passive income is just going to be something that you earn, as you said, as, as you sleep. So that sounds a very, like a very yeah. exciting opportunity. Uh, do do other students or even people that are interested, uh, can they link up with you or connect with you to, uh, to ask more questions or uh, to explore that option further? Yes, definitely. Um, we do have a partner program. So anybody who also wants to participate can also run their own business online. Um, and we actually have a training program specifically for that. And it teaches them how to do it step by step. And I've had a lot of people jump on already. Um, but it, it's a it's a really great way to generate passive income, even if it's not something that you're going to dedicate yourself your whole life, it still gives you some experience to like deal with customers and um, I mean, give you customer service experience. So yes, yes. Very cool. Uh, For the students thinking about journalism, I know that you touched on it a little bit earlier, but for journalism, what is some advice you would give to them? So the biggest advice I'd give is that not to be afraid to try something new, whether that's being like on air for the first time on live TV it can be really scary. Absolutely, I was really yeah. scared of my very my first time. I was scared. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I was so scared that, but you know what? Um, at the end, it's getting out of your comfort zone is the biggest thing. Don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone because if you stay inside of your comfort zone, you're going to 
you're going to limit yourself to so much that's out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's growth outside of your comfort zone. So get out there. When that's even to talking to new people, sometimes it can be, it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk to new people, it can be uncomfortable. Like you're like kind of awkward or maybe shy, but once you start talking to them, you, you feel good. And so it's the same thing. I mean, if they really want to go into journalism and whether that's be on, being on live TV or behind the scenes, um, it's definitely a good, just don't be afraid and just go for it. Absolutely. Would you say that's the same advice that you would give for students that are thinking about entering college? Yes, I would say that that's the same. Um, not to be afraid, but I do have three tips for students who want to go to college. And that is first, like identifying your purpose and what you are really passionate for. Because, um, I mean, college is great. It's a great time to make make connections and do anything that you want, um, whether that be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is you wanna pursue. But in the end, I think that it comes down to your purpose and what you, what students would like to do. Um, for example, like you have to really enjoy what you're doing because if you don't enjoy it, you you will you won't be happy. Yeah. And like for example, celebrities, like they have to love what they do because right. then they won't sing right or they won't be as good. Right. Um, doctors, for example, they have to really love their craft and they have to love to help people. Because if they don't enjoy helping others, they're just gonna go to work and they're just gonna say, oh, just another surgery. Well, hopefully this goes right. Like yeah. that's that's your body, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Like you you want somebody who cares about what they do. Absolutely. So that's the very first thing. Um, pursue your passion and really find your purpose. And then another thing I would say is finding a way to serve. Um, like doctors, they help save lives. Um, whether, yeah, just find a way to serve, find a way to give back. And then another thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, it, nothing is possible if you do it alone. You always have to have a good support system, a good network of people to help you get to where you want to go. So to summarize that, um, finding purpose, pursuing your passion, finding a way to serve, and being able to ask for help. That's my biggest advice for, for students who are entering college. So that's some very, that's very great advice. Uh, in your opinion, and this, I'm sorry, I didn't include this in, in, our, uh, in our prep questions, but I'm gonna ask you kind of on the spot, if you don't mind, yeah, uh, why fine. do you think it, for first-generation students, why do you think it's often difficult to ask for help? I think that since we're being like forced to learn something like just you're kind of just put out there and like you just kind of so used to figuring it out on your own Mm -hmm. that it can be difficult to like ask for for advice I think that it's just maybe a little bit of pride too that you're like well I'm going to show my parents that I can do this by myself and it, it, it doesn't work that way you have to ask for help um in order to get to where you want to go. And sometimes 
I mean, I did this a few times where I, I can speak from experience that I did change my major by myself without my advisor approving it. And it did put me in a little bit of risk. And I oh, was no. so close. Yeah. I was so close to losing my financial aid that she said, I changed my major so many times until she finally told me, like, if you don't stop changing your major, um, you're not going to receive financial aid anymore. And, and they're not going oh to gosh. want to help you. So that's when I was like, okay, like, you need to ask for help and stop being so prideful. And I was also afraid of not asking or of telling her that I wanted to switch my major because then I knew that she would tell me, okay, like she would question me, like, why do you want to change your major? Like, and then she would just yeah. go so deep. And yes, I think sometimes it's a little bit of pride that you think you can do things on your own, but at the same time, it's, you, you have to get help. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So very great pieces of advice. Uh, Janie, so what are some of the challenging aspects of college that you've done your years uh, and you've, you've experienced college? What would you say was the most challenging aspects of it? Um, for me, I'd say that I didn't fully understand why I had to take specific classes. Um, and this is where I would get a little bit frustrated. Like, I'm like, I know I had to take this class to complete my degree, mm -hmm. but I don't exactly know how I can apply this to my life. Like, I'm like, why does it even matter? Like, and then I would just tell myself, okay, like, I don't care. I'm just not going to go to class <laughs> because I didn't see how it would affect me. Right. And so then every time the teacher would talk, I, I mean, I kept it to myself, of course. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm never going to use this in my life. Like, it doesn't matter. So I'm just going to sit here and be the good student and like take notes. But I mean, it doesn't even matter. So it goes back to the purpose thing. Um, like, true, not truly understanding what the purpose of taking that class is. Like, I know the purpose is to finish my degree, mm -hmm. but specifically why that class? And I mm -hmm, think that's mm -hmm. been the most challenging aspect for me. Okay, fair enough. So having said that, can you give us a highlight of your college career? What are you most proud of or what stands out in your memory? Um, there's a lot of things, but one of the most memorable memories from college is the time that everything just clicked. I think, and that was really hard to get to um, because I, like I mentioned earlier, I changed my major so many times. Um, I was a little bit lost. I didn't exactly find anything that would really, that really made me happy, like that I didn't really enjoy doing. And so the moment everything clicked was in my public speaking class. Um, like I said earlier, it, it felt like I didn't even try. And mm -hmm. I ended up I ended up with an A, like a hundred percent A in, in that class because I really enjoyed doing it. And it just felt it felt like it always felt uncomfortable presenting, but then after I did it, it felt it felt really good. And yeah. so it, it gave me more energy to keep wanting to do it. And so it, it was very clear to me the, the time that I was actually 
that everything clicked that I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. This is, this is my jam. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I want to pursue. Yeah. So for me, that's been the highlight, like the moment I knew what I wanted to do, because I was exactly where I had to be at the right time. And, um, and I say that just because uh, the very first semester of college as a freshman, I was, I actually had to take a public speaking class, mm-hmm. but I ended up dropping it because I was very intimidated the very first day of college. I was mm-hmm. very intimidated by the professor. So I dropped the course and I was like, I'll just substitute it for something else. Oh yeah. And yeah. I did. And then I finished my degree at Ames. I finished my associate's degree, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, still like finding different majors and I had already received a partnership award, mm-hmm. um, which is, which like basically college is free with that help of the partnership award. And I was like, wow, like I have this award and I don't know what I really want to do. And so for me, um, instead of like taking that money and pursuing something I didn't want to do, I went back to Ames and I paid for my public speaking class. Mm-hmm. I paid for it because it was because then I was going to major in business and you needed public speaking. There was no alternative. Mm-hmm. And so I just took it. I signed up for it and I, I signed up for it with a different professor. And that's when it just clicked. Um, so it did take a lot of courage for me to go back and actually find my craft and what what I was really passionate for but I'm glad I did because now I received I reapplied for the partnership award and I received it again which was amazing Amazing. yeah yes and I went back to CSU and then I um, pursued communication studies with a minor in business so awesome yeah it's been a great opportunity that is amazing. Uh, a couple more questions for you before we wrap up on the podcast. Uh, are there any people that you want to recognize or, or organizations that helped you get to this point? Yes, TRIO. <laughs> First of all, TRIO. Definitely at the top of the list. <laughs> the top of the list, yes. Because it, college is such a big campus. It's, it's a big community with so many people. It's very diverse. I mean, I've met people from uh, different countries like Australia. Yeah. Um, and so with TRIO, it's helped it feel like a small community and a small family and people that you can actually call whenever you need something. Um, for me, that's been, that's been the biggest help. They've, they've like literally held my hand throughout all college and taken me to the stage. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, and now every time that a student asks, um, like my sister's friends or high school students, they ask me like, like, what do I do? Like, who do I go to? I'm like, trio, just go to trio. Yeah. They'll help you. <laughs> so I, I tell everybody to go. Yeah. Also, um, Juan Valdez from the EOC office. He's been very helpful for me. Um, I mean, he's helped me with financial aid and I mean, it's, it, financial aid is very confusing. It can but be. FAFSA, yeah. Yes. FAFSA, everything. It's, it's so hard. And it's it's really confusing if you try to do it alone so he's helped me throughout the way 
Um, and then I'd also like to thank my family for always being there. I mean, they don't always understand that school can be hard. Like they just say, you just go to school. <laughs> Not like that, but, but at the end of the day, they do support me and they're always like, well, we're so proud of you. We're so happy that you are with us and that, um, that I can be a good example for my siblings as well. And then I'd also like to thank my very close friends, um, Brenda and Joanna. They've been extremely helpful for me. Joanna has been a, a great support system. I mean, we're both in college and we're both growing together. And I mean, I can't wait to see what she does in the future. And then my, my best friend, Brenda, as well. She's been really good support system. She's been there. She's like, how's everything going? She, she always, always checks in and see how how everything is. So I have a really good support system and I know that I can be a good example for them and help everybody succeed. Awesome. So, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing uh, the people and organizations that helped you get to this point. Uh, so Janie, we're now at the wrap up session of the podcast. That time went by so fast. And I just want to say thank you for agreeing for our invite uh, to being on the, on the podcast. And I hope that you can come back in the, again in the future. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me here. It's been it's been a great experience and it's, it's really humbling to share my, to kind of look back at my story and then just share that with everybody else. It's Sometimes you don't know how much you've accomplished until you like reflect on it. So it's been, it's been really great. Right on. Would you do us the honor in signing off? Yes, of course. So this is Yanay Moran. I am a participant of the Academic Advancement Center at Colorado State University. I am a communications and business major and will be graduating in May of 2021. So I just want everybody to know that TRIO works and they are a family outside of your home. Uh, don't be afraid to take risks. And thank you so much. And thank you so much for being on the podcast and we will catch up with you soon. Thank you. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a TRIO program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk TRIO. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk TRIO. We want to get your story to the public. What a great episode with Janay Moran. Trio Student Support Services participant and a student at Colorado State University. Yane, we wish you all the best. Remember, you too can be on the podcast. Email us at letstalktrio at gmail.com. Let's Talk Trio is all one word, L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Angelica Vialpando, Rosario Riley, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the podcast. You too can be a sponsor. Head on over to Patreon. Sponsor us for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting this podcast. Alternatively, you can support this podcast by sharing your favorite episode on your social media account. Remember to share, uh, to spread the word. And guide people to our podcast. You can listen anywhere now, pretty much. Uh, so Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. 
I'd like to take a second to thank our podcast team, John Russell, audio engineer, music producer, and editor, Amelia Castañeda, media marketing manager, social media manager, and producer, Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. Honorary members of Let's Talk Trio include Tony Ho, Scott Kendall, and Roderick Chambers. We thank you all so much for the support and for continuing to listen to Let's Talk Trio, and we will catch you on the next episode.